0: Gravy, not just another Sheffer Wednesday podcast. Usually, I take this time to introduce my esteemed co host, Dr. Luke Gledall, but I'm going to take that time to take this special moment. Oh, I'm it short now for Atty New Year. Still new, you dribbling his way through. It's
1: still Atty New Year!
0: can't quite believe it. high five in the coaching staff. What well, a finish. Oh, Ate. What can you say? That is a superb, superb goal. <laughs> Little nutmeg bends over the top oh, of Declan Road. That's a stunner, isn't it? That is an amazing goal. Absolutely. Amazing. I just thought, uh, you know, it, we've got to mark the occasion that this is uh, officially Ati Nuiu, Big Dave, affectionately known, has uh, has left the club, and that was one of the uh, the standout moments of his time with us. I just thought taking yeah taking a, a, a minute or so to to reflect was was a was a, a justified thing to do. What do you? Uh, what what are you what's your what were your thoughts in this uh, sort of landmark moment Luke?
1: It's really weird it's you know I feel like we're putting down the family dog you know <laughs> it feels like he's someone who's had a real been part of the fabric of the football club for seven years now, so it's it's a heavy hearted and sad kind of goodbye.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, just yeah, what a what a treat to have him at the club, and how many wonderful moments he's had. And um, I, I just sort of think everything that he worked, everything that he produced, and every goal that he scored, it was all a lot of effort, a lot of hard work, and a time when you know those times when we've had to graft and. Uh, <laughs> Not particularly rely on on guile or skill. Uh, Atty's sort of been the best version of that type of player so often for us, and that, it's going to be such a shame to to not have him as an option anymore. But um, wish him the best on on his uh, tr- his the next stage of his travels, and uh, I'll still you know follow uh, follow the Kosovan score, score lines until he finally hangs up his boots. Uh, we should probably I mean, I, sh- I should probably now just check in on how you doing, Luke. I mean how how's how's life treating you i'm good
1: it's been a it's been a weird week you know we've uh had that kind of transition into fall weather here so that kind of nip in the air but i i'm we're in that beautiful kind of moment right now which is like the days of warm when it is warm and you get a bit of crispness to the evening um so it's a nice kind of beautiful time time of the year i'm happy
0: very nice well lovely (laughs) That's nice to hear um i think we should cover the rest of the uh Yeah, the rest of the news this week. Uh, So we've waved goodbye to a long servant of the club, but we've welcomed uh, a new youngster in Karidi Adedoyan. Released by Everton, he spent some time last season at, at Hamilton uh, Academicals. He, he sort of, I think, he played one game for their under twenties. And I, I think they've got a bit like the uh, the Football League Trophy. They allow youth teams of uh, of the of the Premier League teams to to put clubs forward for those competitions. So, um, even though it's an under twenties game, I think it's a it's a competi- competitive game that he's taken part in. Um, He's got a squad number. He, he sort of, it seems like he obviously initially joined the, the under 23s, but presumably has impressed enough to spend a bit of time with the first team as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can't ever say anything other than that it is positive. Um, the interesting thing I was saying to you previously is that the fact that, you know, he was a player that was kind of linked with us uh, during that moment of, you know, FDB FDB's mm. long kind of courtship into putting pen to paper, and also during the time we were linked with uh, the uh, the other lad from Man City, who's a friend of uh, Fizz's, yes. uh, Kiki Simmons, Kiandre Kiandre Simmons, yes, I think right. is his name is, um, who's another young kind of promising, you know, promising attack attack minded player. So I, I think there's a lot to be kind of held with. Kind of I think Wednesdayites have typically thought that this this player's within that bracket, like a player who's you know, young, talented, released from a Premier League academy and hopefully looking to kind of reignite and re-kind of start their career on a different stage, you know, at a, at a lesser league. Mm. Um, I guess the interesting thing is we don't really know where on that spectrum he lies as of as like how close to any degree of first team football. I think when we talked about this previously, you know, I did bring up Manuel Hidalgo. Yes. Who's been an interesting one, that signed for the under-23s, you know, for development but seemingly we've heard a lot of good things about him impressing and training and him apparently being close to around the first team pitcher or the first first kind of uh, 16 as well. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's promising. Um, It's good to see he's got some previously good stats. Hopefully he can kind of kick on and push forward with us. And I mean, he has two years to do it at Sheffield Wednesday. So yeah, here's to you.
0: Yeah. And another, I suppose from, the very little we know looks like another kind of pacey <laughs> dynamic sort of player. so it's it's um, it's sort of part of this change, this huge change that, that that the squad is going through. It feels like another sort of step in that direction. Uh, potentially, if he if he does end up sort of getting near to the the first team, um, and then the sort of final bit of news for the for the week is we've been very heavily linked with Kenneth Zohore or Zohor, um, the sort of Danish forward who's at, currently at West Brom but had his best. Time in, in English football, uh, playing for our our opponents today, Cardiff City. Mm. Um, a bit of a shock player to be linked with, fair to say.
1: I think so. I, I think the thing that uh, is refreshing, looking at the players we have at the club on you know up front, and the players we've been linked with as part of this kind of coming in, which he's one of them now. Um, it's a really refreshing. Uh, it's a refreshing amount of talent to be linked with for a player yeah. who previously went for about eight million pounds
0: yeah i believe so
1: yeah and never really seemed a player who's been that kind of massively off form in previous loan spells i want to say i think he's had a bit of a dry spell when um last kind of loan spell but Mm. i don't know there's still very much a player in there and you know a player with with promise to perform well but also all those attributes like I think you said previously when we chatted a little about this midweek, but you said he's he's a different league of athletes.
0: Yes, yeah. I, I think, I mean, obviously he's 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 got the build sort of going for him. He's got some pace to him. Um, he's six foot two, so certainly the sort of target man you can potentially sort of build things around. Um, I, I was surprised looking at, uh, we, we sort of talked last week about Kachunga and the surprising thing there was that He's supposedly this kind of nippy winger and almost all the goals he scores are headers. And um, he seems to be, Zohor or Zahore seems to be the opposite of that, in that he's six foot two and almost all of his goals are from outside the box. So in a way, you sort of think him and Kachunga might be a natural pairing, um, even though they don't score the sort of goals you'd, you'd imagine them to Um, But I I thought that was interesting. That I don't think any of his goals for Cardiff City, that was the the YouTube clip that I watched in preparation for him potentially coming on board. Uh, I don't think any of his goals were, were headers, which is an interesting twist on the formula. But yeah, he would be a natural replacement for Fletcher. And I think, I I hope that we don't end up playing exactly like we did last season. Uh, But it's a good option to have. It was very effective during that first half of the season when Fletcher was fit. So if we have the ability to play in our current formation effectively, and we can also slip into a sort of 4 5 1. Uh, in the same mold that we played last season, then you know it's another string to the bow. You can't be too, you don't want to be too predictable uh, unless you've got incredibly good players. That you'll come come up against teams that are have figured you out or or have you know have threats that that push against your weaknesses. So it's it's nice to have other options.
1: It's also great to be linked with a player of that kind of caliber. I think it gives us more of an idea, even if this is just an uh, agent paper talk. I think this is probably getting us in the realm of this is going to be, you know, the best striker who's going to come to the club in terms of prowess, in terms of background. Like mm. the next one, the striker number four is going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, it's a nice, it's a sort of hopefully means we're in a certain, we're sort of fishing in certain waters and that's, that's, that there's that an exciting place to be. You're right um agent paper talk um famously you know for every deal he succeeds in there's a hundred that he mentions that never happened but um he's still one of the most popular agents out there (laughs) right Um, it's an interesting surname really
1: (laughs) And, I mean, obviously, we talked about uh, Doyen, who, you know, I, you could say he is the son of Doyan. So maybe we could also make some connections there, right? Which is it's interesting. I mean, you know, you could say it's non- nominative nom- 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 determinism,
0: you know. We could say that. No, nominative nom- determinism, yes.
1: So, you know, his name was John Paper Talk, and uh, he grew up to be an agent. But a lot of his deals just fell through, you know, because they, they often go down to newspapers. So there we go. It became Agent Paper Talk.
0: Agent Paper Talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, um, yeah, Agent Paper Talk, reporting for duty. Um, right, we should move on to uh, the game against, in the diff, against Cardiff City. Um, we sort of lined up with Dawson getting the nod in goal. Um, Van Aken replaced Berner. At, at the left side of that that center back pairing um penny kept his position on the um the left side of uh, left sided wing back and we went with Rhodes and windass up top so quite a significant batch of changes uh mm. from from last week's match what what did you sort of make it make of it when you saw the the lineup for the first time i guess it was interesting for a number of reasons um
1: you know, it's funny. Last last time out against Walsall, we were doing that. You know, I think we joked previously last season about having no confidence in any of the strikers. So then, in effect, I'd rather go over four six zero. And then we didn't <laughs> yeah. have any recognised strikers against Walsall, so it was like a three seven zero. Yes. Right, technically, so the interesting thing about that is. Um, actually, there's something else I thought about recently. I'll get on to that uh, since kind of in retrof- in uh, retrospect, which is something. But I mean, for a midfield free, that's pretty damn good. Having yes. Luongo Brown and Bannon. Uh, I'm really happy that Penny starts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unsure as to where Burner is right now. So that was a real surprise to see Van Aken starting in yeah. there. Um, you know, it's interesting to see Rhodes playing. Rhodes playing up front with Windass, an actual strike partnership in a time when we seem a bit, we're a bit slight on strikers still. Definitely. Um, yeah. So it was interesting for that. The thing I kind of thought afterwards recently and came back to was, I'm wondering if uh, it's a long season, there's plenty of opportunities. I'm sure there'll be suspensions and injuries, hopefully not so many. Yeah. But, um, maybe a little bit sad on Fizz that he missed out.
0: Yeah, maybe I think you're right. He did sort of play well enough that he maybe he did certainly wasn't, doesn't feel like he was dropped for form. But I do think Izzy Brown did more in in the midfield in the brief time that he was moved, you know, moved away from being up top. Uh, mm. I think he did more. A bit like Penny, the best part of the game was when Izzy Brown was. An attacking midfielder, rather than being a second striker. uh So I can I can see the sense to it, but I I think you're right in a way. He's, it's a bit of a shame he uh he wasn't involved, and and he and when the the way the subs fell, he didn't get a chance to make his league debut either. But uh, there'll be time. He'll, he'll uh, exactly hopefully he'll get his moment. And it's uh, not a great
1: tragedy, but I I mean maybe that's a triumph of what we've got right now is that we still think we have talented players on the fringes who will miss out. You know, no, no adagio even in the sixteenth. Yeah, which was kind of surprising. I mean, looking at the bench was interesting. Um, you know, interesting to see Shaw kind of there in the mix. Uh, Joey P is the kind of standard place. Yes. In the Uh, on the bench. Um, yeah, a lot of you know some interest. And uh, but you know, when I saw the lineup, I thought I actually had a, a tinge of optimism and thought this is kind of like it. It's not too far off. I'm going to be honest.
0: The the first choices mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so uh, and you had a bit of bother following the the action at least
1: i did you know and i i understand that there's a bit of a you know a bit of a strange mentality to what we do these days and people can't attend games you know the fun thing is it's the start of a season everyone has that clamor everyone has that excitement a bit like as how rich and i probably couldn't say because mm-hmm. um uh we're too grossly out of shape, um, men in our mid 30s. Um, you know, I'm sure this is January time at the gym. You know, everyone's there and this is the first day of the season. So yeah. if this was an actual game, there'd be, a, you know, it'd be a bumper crowd. If it was the Cardiff, if it was the Hillsborough, I'm sure it'd probably get 26, 27, 28,000. Um, so everybody's clamoring to get on this. And the evening prior, I thought to myself, hmm, I really hope iFollow doesn't have any issues with all the people wanting to access it tomorrow.
0: And then, ba ba ba.
1: And then, yeah, Freddy foreshadowing kind of popped up. It uh, seems exactly that was the situation. So <laughs> I, um, as much as sometimes I would rather prefer to uh, watch a white circle rotate in the middle of black than Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> um, actually, yeah, that's actually what I got on my laptop. And I managed to uh, get on my phone literally just in time for the Windsor <laughs> goal wow. on the third minute. Of the game, so a little bit frustrated with I follow. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I complain, but I don't think that's going to do any good. I don't think they're going to get back to me. Yeah. I I feel that it it. I don't know. I feel about some kind of. It's a bit like Steamboat Willie's just been put onto a. Um, a spaceship mickey mouse a 30s 40s mickey mouse is out of control and whelping at all the uh (laughs) the levers that are out of control it feels that way with i follow i don't know whether you know there's an intern who's going to get uh going to get slapped for this or something it it feels like a very small poxy little organization
0: they're going to they're going to slap the intern but they need to wait for the season where the intern is most in pain so they're hoping you know because you can't just slap a person as close to the uh the the unfortunate event as possible you have to wait till it causes the most damage to that person so um, they're waiting until they have a some sort of road traffic accident and then they will slap them on the wrist just to kind of add injury insult to injury that's how the efl works how they dole out their punishment
1: and oh, i'm in the much <laughs> I'm in this unique position as well that I'm overseas. I'm aware that I'm a Wednesday Ives overseas. Um, So I'm, I'm getting a bit of a premium in terms of the package that I get. If people could actually attend games, so I, I do understand that. Um, I just feel a bit sniffy about paying thirty pounds more a season up from one hundred and ten pounds. That's a good uh, that's a good twenty five percent increase for yeah. lesser service, and didn't get any commentary. And really, for all my fellow Wednesdayites who listen to this, if any of you had the grave misfortune of paying ten English pounds to watch this or to attempt to watch this then I'm grossly and dearly sorry to you. And that maybe puts some of my uh, gripes in check that it, it could have been worse effectively. Yeah. But, you know, again, to the point, and it's unfortunate that, you know, this is, the club is involved in this, but it's not exactly a club operation. It's going under the no. EFL and going through I follow. Um So that seems to be a separate entity and they take their cut and the rest basically goes to the club. Um, but it's, it's just piss poor it's piss poor paying for something of this standard and having well, such such a bad experience today.
0: Well the thing is as well I'm I'm in this strange position this season where oh, for home games I probably rely on I follow but um yeah to avoid that paying that sort of 10 pounds potentially I might I might be rolling some dice I might be you know going off on some whims uh taking some chances looking at life on the open road um the littlest hobo of the EFL, um, but um, <laughs> what what I, what I can say from my experiences doing that is that these clubs who have not lumbered themselves with the identify I follow website and coverage have generally have much much better services Mm. so the this today i was watching cardiff city tv um the commentary was very good i do think that the i follow commentary is good i'm not sort of criticizing that when when you get when you're allowed to hear it it's good um Mm. but yeah generally when i've experienced the, the clubs that have either got into the premier league therefore don't need to do the efl i follow package or have you know, when the deal ran out, chose something else, those clubs generally have much, much better looking websites, um, much better quality coverage. Uh, and I don't know, I think, the, offer.
1: I think the true casualty of this is you know, if we go up, say we go up Rich, just envision me here, we go up, we have an absolute barnstorming season, we become the next Leicester City, you know, but obviously the big be a game where we're controlling a game against uh, Manchester United 5-0, stroking around the back, I <laughs> I'm sure there's some Wednesdayites have been like, you know, this coverage of my team and getting to watch us be amazing is really good, but I really wish we could go around the grounds and see what's going on at the Keep Stadium.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah always at the most sort of interesting time uh or interesting sounding time but let's stop moaning this is a good day this was um <laughs> it's a good is, day is, yeah um, this is an absolute dream start isn't
1: it let's be honest
0: incredible really and and not just that we started the, the so the the, the performance it, as a whole it's a dream start. The start of the performance was tremendous. Four minutes in, uh, some really good pressing. I think it Windass just about caught his man. Um, uh, I'm going to say that that was, seeing as he's been gifted with uh, a lovely big red E next to his name, I'm guessing it was Bakuna that was sort of ha- hassled into a bad, a loose pass. And Izzy Brown read it perfectly and in one fell swoop, sort of slid in to not only intercept but play the ball forward into the path of Windas who left two defenders in his in his wake and slotted it past the goalkeeper as if it was nothing
1: (laughs) what a treat just fantastic just such great vision and kind of insight and instincts from both players but initially, I just want to kind of focus on Izzy Brown. Yeah. You know, to do a playmate slide rule with a sliding interception is, um, it's some Matrix-level shit, let's be honest. That's
0: too many slides for most people. <laughs> sliding on your bomb and a slide rule pass. But he, uh, he... We were like, what is this, Flamingo Land? <laughs> All the slides. And then we're like, no, it's Flalimbo Land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what then
1: dial and positioning from windass to pick it up and i mean that's yeah. i think that's just such a great thing to look at i mean we can we're giving a we're bidding a fond um we're getting our crusty damn hankies and giving a little toodaloo <laughs> to addy new you
0: it's getting more and more I like think- a ren stimpy zoom in oh <laughs> <laughs> oh pus filled faces being battered around <laughs> Sorry, go on.
1: But if we have to act like, if I have to act like the two-faced uh, god Janus of January, uh, <laughs> I'm looking back on some of the statuesque, but also statuesquely slow players like Adi Nuyu clumb- clumbering yes. around the pitch. I'm looking is... forward to some of the uh, the bright-eyed, uh, pushy-tailed um, players that just uh, jolting around. And one of those is very much uh, Josh Windus.
0: Yes, absolutely and I I also I agree it was very much like Samantha Janus I thought it was what he did was very attractive to me and um and I think it'll age well as well um so
1: (laughs) and you said game on
0: then I I said game on even though I never I didn't watch as much of that as I'd watched men behaving badly in my youth um But Windhouse, near, we nearly got them again. They've been holding this crazy high line, like like QPR, against us. I don't know what it is about Windhouse. It's just like, ah, he's not as quick as you think he is. And then, oh, no, he is quite quick. Right, we better sort ourselves out otherwise. Because, um, yeah, he ne- nearly got in again, sort of played across through to... Izzy Brown that was just a little bit too high for him. Uh, Then then we did a typical Wednesday. uh, In a great performance, this was the moment where we let everybody feel the kittens and worry about things, because we spent (laughs) pretty much much 10 minutes waiting for Cardiff to score, you know, switching off at set pieces and not clearing the box when we clear the ball and things like that. Um, I have to admit... uh, um, I did. I did miss five minutes from about the twentieth minute through to the twenty-fifth minute. I, I was searching for another stream or an alternative stream. Um, and by the time I came back, the Cardiff commentators were uh, mentioning how everything had calmed down and Wednesday had uh, got things under control. So um, maybe the the team was struggling with the stream in the same way that I was, just the stream of their minds and and uh, ability to play football. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I think I should mention uh, often when I. It seems weird that on on these um, on the streams you do end up listening to the. Opposition commentary quite often. Uh, which I don't know why that happens, but it, it seems to be the case more often than not. And most of the time, it's really infuriating because mm. it's, hu- it's hugely one-sided. We, I know, we watch the match with our kind of blue tinted glasses on, or your blue, blue and white tinted glasses on. But it, it's sort of jarring to have the alternative going on. Um, but the commentary was really pretty good. I, I thought they were they they had a, a good sort of uh, you know they. Did the great job of sort of describing the game and 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 digging in a little bit on the on the tactical side of things and one thing i particularly liked a lot of sporting commentary and and the like uh, coverage is done at this sort of tone they very loud you've got to talk very loud and be very very exciting and you know if you knew somebody that spoke like that in real life you would move away from them uh yeah. But the nice thing was there was two Welsh guys just gently talking and, and with that kind of almost ASMR, whispery voices, very nice and quiet. Really, I mean, obviously nothing much happened for them to get excited about. So maybe it would be different if that was the case. But, um, but the Welsh
1: are quite a subdued and depressed breed, aren't they?
0: Well... I- in some, in many ways, uh you could that's probably the case. But I think they would get I would think they I think a, a typical Cardiff fan probably gets as rowdy and excited when they score a goal as a typical fan of any other team. <laughs> but this was just yeah, this sort of snooker esque whispered commentary, it was just a nice nice break for things um, and my ha- absolute highlight I'd sort of made a note of this was when uh, when they'd made all their changes and kind of given up the battle in midfield they were lamenting the fact that Bannon was getting more and more of the ball and uh, one of them called, called Bannon, masterful manipulator of the ball and uh, I just thought that was wonderful, masterful manipulator of the ball, playing around corners, that's what he was doing <laughs> Excellent. So, yes, I I think there was one decent... uh, Yes, we had that decent chance, uh, the the sort of breakaway. We then had another good chance where Windas again broke in behind them um, and he had Penny sort of charging up the the, the inside of him and uh, I think Rhodes was making a run, maybe Brown was making a run, but he chose to take the shot on himself and hit a very good effort um straight at the keeper unfortunately but it, it required a save and, and a decent save at that it was one of those that people get excited about but the keeper should probably save uh but that meant we got a corner thankfully uh the only problem was we took a short corner that was one of the least well rehearsed routines i've seen in a long time but thankfully that was followed by a really good free kick routine just before half time, 44th minute Rhodes won that free kick. He's really good at winning free kicks still, I think.
1: I do think that's probably one of his kind of positives, as we said. But uh, another thing he's great at is uh, the old poachy, Pochi poachy.
0: Poachy, 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 poachy. And
1: um, having resurrecting something off a training ground for this one, did we? Um, but this is very much like, I'd say, a Rhodes Goldberg machine. <laughs> this is it. You know, you do, you put some peas on a fork and that kind of kicks a uh, badger, that the badger kind of walks a few lines. It felt like that, basically.
0: The badger and does a few lines of cocaine, charges into a bookcase, the books all fall, that sets the house on fire, and then Jordan Rhodes scores.
1: That's life, isn't it, really? I mean, this is the world we live in. You know, you can make yourself a uh, ham sandwich, and then you turn on the news and find out that because you made a ham sandwich... <laughs> Um, Gary Bushell's uh, suicide bombed himself in London.
0: <laughs> the Bushel fly effect as uh, fly fly a <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Exactly.
1: Also, I want to say the goal <laughs> did remind me of the Sesame Street pinball number count by the pointer sisters. Oh yeah, because it was 10 to 20 and then on to 18 oh, and number 20
0: oh. Beautiful. <laughs> Rosie scores It's a classic. And this was a classic Rhodes effort. Um, Bannon sort of changed the angle with his free kick. He he teed it up to an unmarked Iorfa. Iorfa flicked it across and Windas aimed it towards the goal, but not quite. And uh, yeah, Rhodes just got that last little flick at the end and surprised the goalie and 2-0.
1: I know we're a long way away from seeing the highlights of this again. I've I've watched the game, and I remember seeing the goal, but definitely in my mind, it felt like Ayurtha was like 10 feet off the ground.
0: Yeah, he Um, got a massive, massive leap.
1: He got a lot of height on him, didn't he?
0: Yeah, oh, definitely.
1: Maybe we should uh, outline him and include him on some some Nike uh, basketball shoes, eh? (laughs) Bit Bit of jump, bit of jump, man. Hey, my offer, uh, and what a brilliant flick on it was from Windass.
0: Yeah, I offer air elevates. Yeah, pump it up, pump it up. <clears throat> it was it was so good all all round, and you know before we even reach half time, our two strikers have got a goal each, and mm. Izzy Brown's already got an assist. I mean, it's such a great to have those things that can become hoodoo's and worries and things like that ticked off straight away is is tremendous. Uh yeah, fantastic position to be in. It was a brilliant free kick routine. Uh I think we tried a couple of times to kind of pick on some of their weaknesses. They're obviously a big team, the typical kind of Harris League One, big, strong uh centre backs. So going straight down their throat would be very easy for them to defend. So it was nice to see us try some different things and and p- actually land it on top of kiefer moore who's not so good defensively as well a couple of times because that felt like a header we would nearly always win um just this is a complete break in uh, proceedings but uh, i i don't know if you saw any of the arsenal fulham game but i was really surprised at how poor hector looked
1: really i did not mm-hmm. see that gonna
0: be honest. I'm just thinking about cause there was the one where Moore kinda of ducked out of the header and it, it we maybe should have done a bit better with it. And uh yeah, there was there was a, a very similar moment where um this the Arsenal centre back Gabriel scored and uh for some reason he didn't even bother Hector didn't even bother challenging for it. It was it was really odd. Given that he, you know, we've seen him be so, so good, Um, it was a bit disappointing. Hopefully, he'll pick up after that because I suppose there's a lot of mental strain of being technically being a Premier League footballer for six years, but never. Kicking a ball in the Premier League—it's—it's it's a big moment for him. But um anyway, sorry, that was a complete aside. Well, uh, <laughs> listen, I'll—I'll I'll match you for another side here, Rich. So you remember uh, you
1: saw four Ragnarok, right? Yes. The only four film that's any good, uh done <laughs> yes. by Take a Take a Waititi. Yes. And um, do you remember that uh the stone character that was voiced by Take a Waititi? I think his name is Korg. Yes. Do you think that uh Korg, if he was an actual person, would be the ideal player for Neil Harris?
0: Oh, absolutely! He'd love them. Love a giant clodder, giant Vince.
1: seven-foot clodder made of bricks, made of stone. It'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah, and like a kind of goldfish-esque memory as well.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the 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 best moment of the match for Cardiff came just before half time. Kiefer Moore had had a pretty close run thing with a header, but he didn't really get 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 enough on it. Uh, but it was a it was a very nice. Uh, very nice ball in by your man, Junior Hoylett, your fellow Canuck. Uh, fellow
1: Canuckistanian, Canuckistanian, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah.
0: Uh, yes. But half time, I mean, got to half time and it was a very efficient, effective away performance. We didn't have yeah. very much the I, ball at all, but didn't look worried well like, either. It's
1: that beautiful monk ball of uh, we don't, we have very little possession, but you know the stats, that small corridor of stats where it counts? Attempts on target and goals. That's what yeah. we won. That's what we absolutely dominated Cardiff on. So fantastic.
0: And if you can somehow win the goals without having any attempts on target, you take that as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're playing isometric football and um <laughs> That really is the sort of ninth dimensional chess that we're we're aiming for. Um, We're aiming to
1: ping it off the bar, have it come down and go in off the head of the goalkeeper. who's already committed and made a dive.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I think sort of second, uh, second half, uh, there wasn't a huge amount of incident, but that, in a way it was sort of perfect for, for us. It was, it was, we did exactly what we needed to do. We, we managed the game against a team that have been in tremendous form and they're picked, you know, they're being picked by most pundits to do pretty well again this season. I think you had them in the top six. I had them very close. Um, I had them
1: second, my friend.
0: I had them second. So yeah, mm. so this is, you know, this is a team that's expected to do very, very well. And we, we made them look completely ordinary. Um, I think just things to pick out. I thought Penny obviously had a much quieter game today, but and occasionally sort of overcommitted, but 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 played well again. I, I, I do like the balance that he gives us playing on that left hand side. And there was a couple of breakaways that he was maybe one or two moments of good defending away from having some really nice opportunities to make things happen. Um, so that was a nice that was a nice thing to see um, his continued progress. And also really liked how much Brown got involved, not just in the attacking spells of the game, but he got put his foot in and was you know me- breaking things up as well. He was when he needed to he was sort of dropping back and, and helping his teammates. He wasn't someone that was just letting the game pass him by until the moments that interested him. He was very much a part of the, the team effort. <clears throat> did you have any sort of notes you picked out sort of second half? No, not much.
1: I'm going to be honest. I think uh it was really some uh, mouth-watering tedium that we had. Yes. You know that we were engaged in it's uh we really controlled anything. I mean it it seemed funny. It it felt you know, looking as a Wednesday fan, looking on this with, a, you know, a, a note of anxiety about what was going on, thinking, well, you know, it's the 73rd minute. I mean, Cardiff could technically score a goal and then turn the momentum of the game, but it never looked like happening.
0: Even you know, with and Tomlin just coming seemed... on, you know, the surprise, mm. you know, the surprise inclusion of Toby Lumps, who, um, <laughs> who has caused us several problems in the past It was funny there was somebody I think it might have been an was talk, just an exchange of like a bit of know-allism on on both sides but somebody sort of said he always causes or he always scores against us and the person came back and said actually he's only scored three times in 12 appearances but it's like that's still like one in four times he's scored a goal that's still pretty mm-hmm. good going. like I know I know you have proven your point that he certainly hasn't scored every time against us, but that's quite a lot of goals for an opposition player to have got against us. Um but so but he did he looked as lost as anybody else when he came on and uh, it was as you say, this is monk ball. This is I, I think I, I I sort of made a note a lot, yeah, delicious, delicious mouth-watering, mouth-watering tedium, joylessly boring. Um this <laughs> It was a performance where we were willing, I think we were willing and able to play as well as we needed to, to match what Cardiff did in the second half. And I felt like if a team was going to score once we got past that sort of 60th, 65th minute, if a team was going to score, it was probably going to be us. It just felt like they didn't have very many ideas, but if they'd found a way to push us and and make us uncomfortable or, or they'd taken more chances... I felt like we were gonna, we would be able to punish them for taking those chances. We just always looked scary when we had what little possession we had. We looked so dangerous in it, and they looked so toothless all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did, and Kachunga. I think Kachunga deserves a special mention just because it, it didn't grab a goal himself, but looked bright, looked exciting, uh, and a, a well-timed sub, I think as well.
1: I agree. Um, I wanted to say, you know, as I am Janus looking forward to some of the, uh, the, delight of the athleticism in our forward line now, which, you know, it feels such a marked improvement on oh, even, I mean, when we had some of the, some of the better strikers that we've had at the, cl- the club mm. in recent memory, you know, Gary Hooper, certainly Gary Hooper's not going to turn to stone, but you wonder if, uh, <laughs> you wonder if he's going to tweak, tweak a muscle and yeah. then turn to stone. You know, much like a Greek mythology, Medusa's looked at him. Um, One of the Gorgons has looked at him, is turned to stone. You know, Fletcher, you know, and still to a lesser degree now, you know, Rhodes, who's obviously a little bit disappointing. Really glad he scored today, but obviously we can't look back on, you know, three years of middling performances and a goal return that is pitiful compared to what we thought we were going to get with Rhodes. Um, but the thing I want to say is, we're now looking at this forward line. They're on a spectrum of spryness, aren't they? Yes. A spry duality. They do identify as, um, as being spry.
0: The Spectrum of Spryness is the next James Bond film, isn't it?
1: I think it is, yes. Yes. <laughs> a Quantum of Spryness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's well we we've talked it's the theme from from it comes from the top it comes from Gary Monk but dynamic dy- dynamism is all important here isn't it these are players that can play on the front foot uh can take advantage of those mistakes that t- opposition the opposition is going to make and uh, we just really timed up we weren't we didn't I think you have to be a an absolute supreme athlete to play the way that Liverpool do um you know kind of hounding after everything like you know like a dog chasing a ball around the park that that takes just unbelievable amounts of uh, of of, you know legs and 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 cardio and etc you know the rest of it what's generally a more sensible thing to do when you can't rely on those premium premium athletes is pick your moments to press Mm. and make make mm-hmm. it count and that's what we did so well today i don't know what i couldn't quite figure out what our trigger was but we were close enough to them at all times that when they were making those mistakes we were able to to step you know step up the pace and and um and, and hound them a little bit uh to, to good effect uh and it, it nearly paid off a couple of times and and we, we we caught them a couple of times we could easily have scored another goal or two in which is so as we say so strange in a game where we, we probably only had about 35 36% of possession um, but uh, yeah a, a very effective efficient performance mm. and it did remind me i used to it took me a couple of games under carlos to get the idea I don't want to compare it like for like, but um, there were those, there were games where you could just see the opposition when we were doing our jobs defensively, you could just see the opposition lose faith in their game plan and run out of ideas and start lofting hopeful things down the flanks. And mm-hmm. that's a bit like what it was this afternoon, this afternoon, I this you know certain second half, I just felt like, yeah, this is, this is this team. This is this manager's team doing what he wants them to do and doing it so efficiently that there's just no there's no cracks there's no no sort of chink in the armor for the opposition to work through because the unit is working so well um, so yeah, it was it was really heartening. And what a great start to the season! I mean, you can't we, you can go over the top. It's you know it's one game, but I don't think we will have had Cardiff City away down as a game that we were going to win in our plan. I certainly, when we were looking at when do we break even, Cardiff was not one of the games I thought we'd get a win in. Mm-hmm. I thought we might even have to wait till the end of September to get a win <clears throat> so it's nice it feels like we're a bit ahead of we ahead of schedule in terms of getting this result um and it's nice to be able to sort of take that confidence into another tough game against Watford uh, going forward uh but that you can't dream it you can't even let yourself think about it properly but the way to negate the 12 points is to get those points out of the way as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. and get yourself on equal footing and that I think that's the best thing today is that we've taken three points off that tally and there's still loads of teams on no points and one points at one point Uh, and the more teams that are in that position by the time we get to 12 to get the 12 out of the way and we are on zero or one point that puts us on you know that's when we can stop worrying about the point deduction
1: exactly i mean we were kind of essentially 12 points from safety now we're nine points from safety Mm. you know if we can just keep work on slowly chipping away that margin you know the sooner we've we're almost caught up to our colleagues around us and that's that's really the aim of the season obviously yeah you know we could all um Get us uh, out of our minds with Shay Dunkley. And um, I'd like to say, if you guys are listening, we would love to hang out with (laughs) Shay and um, and potentially take some legal drugs. Um, (laughs) None that will hopefully be a breach of your contract. Ho ho. Um, I want to say, Rich, so. I mean, the interesting thing is, I, I know I think you were saying some of... I really liked the point you were making when we were chatting a little bit earlier about, you know, the fact that, like, how well it's working for us when we're basically relying on making a team like Cardiff just hoof it long.
0: Yeah, and we did... I mean, they ran out of... They, they, they went to that option fairly early doors and didn't have anything left, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's very... um Good signs. As I say, we don't want to. At the moment, you can extrapolate a lot from one result and get a lot of things wrong. But yeah, it's uh, this is a great, great, uh, great start to things, and we can. Uh, this is a this is a day to enjoy. Obviously, um, should we do some some uh, ratings? I think we shall. Yeah. So let's go to Big Cameron Dawson.
1: yee holy um, Mild save Cammy the Rosette Edison, and now what I deliciously learned from the second half of commentary, which came on is um there's a lovely revelation by andy giddings that the millhouses park sheffielder so um and millhouses park is uh, a place that i associate some very warm memories and was very close to me you know on the kind of south end of sheffield where i grew up around wood suits so that was really nice kind of callback and it also made me think that it's a really nice kind of bit of imagery that basically he's purely just grown up within the park itself so <laughs> Some you know, exactly you know he's probably been out and watched some of uh millhouse's cricket that's been down there he's probably gone in the paddling pools quite a lot he's probably been just uh on the uh the boats on the river he's just had a, a whale of a time growing up but also that makes me wonder if he's uh maybe explained explains some of his naiveness uh in goalkeeping as well um <laughs>
0: Stupid also, kind roads. of jokes. He's got no road safety.
1: That's true as well. He has no road safety. <laughs> it's your so, uh, friend, friend of local badgers, uh, Cameron Dawson. Uh, one thing that I think, uh, stupid um, observation aside, it you know, there was a moment of the 70th minute where he clawed away a shot, which just. Mm and it made me think yeah you know this is still Cameron Dawson he's still like a little bit unconvincing but the funny thing was that the next corner it came in and he commanded it and held the ball he really well
0: yeah that was really that was a good moment for him definitely
1: and you know there are a couple of moments where he showed he showed some sign of that confidence of him kind of stepping up and I love the observation you made last week, Rich, about the um about the game against Walsall where, you know, he said that he, he you know, he looked like a grown man in comparison yeah. some gangly child he was put up against. Yes. Some um you know, I, I I mean, I know you were watching that Rich and you're wondering, you know, are the good people of Walsall's I mean, did they um you know, it was an early kickoff, so we wondered whether the good people of Warsaw had received their newspapers that day we <laughs> uh, had to break his paper round for that
0: yeah so it's
1: disappointing it be- I wonder what he spent the five pounds on but um anyway i i he seems to have risen a little bit and it it seemed weird there's some moments where you know he's not a small man cameron no. dawson but he looks a bit bigger and he looks like he's carrying himself with a bit more confidence so i'm yeah. really keen on that i think i'm glad to see him come back in this game um i think i want to see more of that because i think it's saying more of what we thought previously which wildsmith is okay dawson is okay but from what we kind of understand and from what everyone feels at the club dawson is probably the better one and the one more towards number one
0: yeah i think so i the thing the thing is i mean uh, we talk about confidence players in terms of strikers i think it can happen to an extent with goalkeepers Um, i mean look at I mean, who knows what's going on with David De Gea, but he's, he's well, he ended last season in dreadful form. Um, and some people sort of said, oh, it's because he's moving away or whatever. He's not moved. He's not, you know, that's not happened. And that's been two or three seasons where, oh, maybe he was going to move and he's not moved. Um, but a big part of the difference between him when he was really good and when he's made mistakes is he was just facing less shots per game under a better defence. And Mm -hmm. if our defense can continue to play as well as they did today, Uh Uh then it becomes about concentration for Dawson and doing all right with those one or two like that. You know, it was it was a sort of odd kind of off the shoulder type chance that he clawed away. Um, You've got to just be awake and alive to those. And that's an easier job. I would think than having to save the ball from going in 13 14 times which certainly under yost that you know the last time that he the, the first time that he played a run of games Dawson he, he was just simply he, I think he was topping the table for most saves made but he was letting in so many as well because he was just Simp, you know, simply having to... He was the most active goalkeeper in the league, full start. Mm-hmm. But games like today, it's much easier to be a goalkeeper today because you don't have very much to do. Mm-hmm. And he did what he had to do really well, by and large. You could say that everything's coming up Milhouse.
1: I think you could. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think we can de- con- confidently go with a, a decent seven for Dawson yeah, today. Yeah,
0: nice, solid you know, seven.
1: More, please. And I really hope, you know, like you said, I hope more of his is competence is thanks to a good defence. We don't want the poorest defence and to rely on the keeper to get, it at, get us out of it every week, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, let's move on then to Dominic Ayurtha.
1: Ayurtha was really good. Um, I, wanted, I thought initially about giving him a 7, but I think I'm going to go to a 7.5 because that was such a great talismanic moment for the second goal, which put us in such a space of confidence. Yeah, you know, it's such a great point of time so that was great um it was nice listening to a bit of the talk about the fact dunkley's coming to the club and you know he's so prolific for a defender Mm. um with scoring and kind of how it kind of um has maybe awakened some of the competition within Iortha to improve himself, and
0: That's maybe having that, call. yeah,
1: maybe having that around him in the squad is is a really positive thing. So it's nice to see him have a contribution there, as well as just being very solid, very confident, very assured. Um, so yeah, I uh, congratulations to Dominic, and uh, especially kind of springboarding off, you know, being the player of the season last year for a lot of Wednesdayites.
0: And that was him without the competition for places. Imagine where he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> we I can also, only hope. <laughs> worth noting just on a kind of interesting tactical tweak. Um, I found it interesting that we were using him to win headers from the goal kicks as well, uh, which by and large he competed well for. But it was just another another um, interesting tweak in, a, in an interesting game plan all round. Um yeah. So seven and a half for I offer. And then what about uh, Tom Lee's? Who we know? Tom now Lee's is was vice captain of the team, by the
1: way. The Vice captain That's Tom good, Lees. Good. I thought Lees was good. I'm happy for this. I'm happy for more kind of solid Tom Lee's performances. It's interesting when we were doing, you know, in last season during the lockdown, Rich and I we did um some recaps of some really big games on Wednesday, <laughs> including obviously the 3-0 victory in the League Cup against Arsenal on the yeah. Carlos. Probably the finest moment under probably one of the finest moments under Carlos Calverhall. And it's just, it was so interesting to to go back and look and remember just how good a player Lee's was for us previous.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, It's nice to see him put in a a solid performance. He put in one or two after the, you know, um, after the restart last, you know, the end of last season. He put in a few decent performances and I want to say, as well, amidst some less so good performances Let's be honest. (laughs) It's good to see him have a degree of confidence and, you know, be part of a solid defense, which did really well today. Yeah, yeah, I think a seven for me would be pretty fair.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'm happy to go along with a seven. I'd probably... I'm a little bit, I would be a little bit tempted to go a bit a slightly better just because I, I thought he, as much more than the other two, was the one handling Kiefer Moore, who we've said is a very decent player and it's a, a player that we've sort of cast some admiring glances at. And he really didn't get much happening at all today. And I thought Lees was a big part of that. And normally he struggles against that sort of player. So I thought that, that deserves a bit of a pat on the back. But maybe it, I. I I do hope not being captain will have a positive effect on Tom Lee's because I don't think it's ever sat naturally... On him. Uh, I know Monk said, always oh, a natural captain, anyway. I don't think he is. I don't think he has been. And I think it's, mm-hmm. it's been a crown that's, you know, weighed heavy on him and I think affected his football. So I think the relief of having somebody else doing that job, having that responsibility, hopefully it gives him the chance just to get back to being a, a normal, decent defender. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the surprise inclusion, the Joker in the pack, Van Aken.
1: Joker Van Aken.
0: Joker Van Aken.
1: Um he was surprisingly pretty good and actually Mm. unless it for me i would have said if it wasn't for that um it wasn't for you know that big kind of input for me from my author yeah i would have legitimately said he was the best defender best center back on the pitch
0: high praise
1: um so i'm going to go for a 7.5 for van aken i thought that he put himself around a bit i think we really enjoyed some of the fruits of his you know labor for uh, you know his talents of how good he is at passing and stroking the ball around mm. so yeah it's going to be yeah i'm i'm excited for that i'm surprised But i think also previously we may have mentioned that he another key game for him in the few times he's played for us in his Wednesday career was a really good performance away at Cardiff, where you know he got forward and he made some really key passes and I think he had like a second assist effective for the Hooper goal in that game.
0: So mm, Yeah, sorry, go on. So
1: sorry, I was just gonna say it's it's just good to it's good to know that there's at least a good performance from him. I'm not sure what's in his I'm not sure if he has a Wednesday future, but it's nice to see a bit of a revival. Maybe if it's just purely just one game, it's nice to have something.
0: I think probably there is a space for him in the squad. If he could, it's his to make happen, but we don't, although we've got another center back or two, you know, Palmer can play probably the right side of that pairing, uh, the right side of the three, not pairing, sorry, the right side of that three. Um, and he can play right wing back. Um, I offer can play the middle or the center. But we don't have many players that can play the left side of that. You really got it's it's Berner or Van Aken. And if we lose Van Aken, I don't think we've got a natural replacement for that left side of the, the three. So I think there's an opportunity there for him if he if he wants to take it. And and there are good things about his game. I mean he He was—he's quite comfortable in the opposition's box. I think he—I remember him scoring a goal or two that were like not typical centre-back finishes. Didn't he score a volley or something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, And he—he can pass the ball really rather well if he's given a chance to. Obviously, we have to be careful with the opportunities he takes on that because one of his weaknesses is he gets caught in possession. So, um, (laughs) you know, picking his moments is going to be a big thing. Uh, But if he can show the sort of discipline that I offer has had to since moving to that centre-back position and really only allowing himself one or two runs a game at, at most. Uh, I think this could be a really nice combination. It's a night. There's a nice balance to it. Uh, obviously, it worked really well today. They weren't pushed incredibly hard. It'd be interesting to see how they stand up against sort of tougher tests. But I, I, on the best of days, there's lots of good things to like about each of those three players. uh uh-huh. And if the combination of them means we don't get as much of the bad bits, then that's a pretty good place to be, I think. Um, Let's move into the the midfield and go for Kadeem Harris.
1: Kadeem Harris is always pretty standard, pretty steady. Mm. You know, I thought he was quite good. I thought he was good today. I didn't think he was disappointing. You know, sometimes I think even if he's some player who's doubled up on or marked out of the game or... I still think it offers us like an avenue that it may be blocked off, but I think it
0: he,
1: I think it yeah. then kind of leaks out elsewhere, you know, gives us some opportunities elsewhere on the pitch as well. So, yeah,
0: he did produce one absolutely me. great cross um, that Kachunga got a, a nice head. That,
1: well. that was fantastic. That was a really brilliant, deep in swinging cross. I remember that one he put over well. Yeah. And Kachunga met it very well as well. I mean, I think from where it was in the position of the pitch was and maybe hard. a lack of power for how far it was.
0: Yeah. It
1: was difficult to get it anywhere that was going to test the goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, but still, a, yeah, a decent, a decent effort. And yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he's, uh, even when he's not, Absolutely flying Harris. He's still pretty decent. And uh, yeah, seven feels fair for him. Uh, let's go for the deepest out of that midfield three and, and go for Massimo Luongo. Luongo
1: was decent today. I think he did a lot of kind of quiet, mm. unstated work, which I don't think really got the full focus and sometimes maybe missed the focus from me as well. But I think I was also the benefit of the job that he did in that midfield, um, shielding and doing some of the dirty work. Uh, I think I might have said this to you before, but it's 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 weirdly disappointing in uh, that we have such in the bank of free you know he's the one who's doing back and doing the holding i feel like he has so many talents going forward with the ball that it's a shame to see him be the one who's dropping back and trying to break things up or you know maybe not getting as forward as brown and bannon but then you've got bannon and brown exactly you
0: know i I think it's it's both things isn't it it's he's not Probably not quite as good as Brown at that, at being the kind of point of the three. And he's also undoubtedly the best of the three at sitting back. So it's sort of, he's sort of damned either way in a, in a way, because it, it would be a tough choice to pick him over Brown as, as the person you know, supplying the bullets up top. Uh, he's, he doesn't play like Bannon at all. I think Bannon's completely unique, but, but yeah, he's the only one that's got the, the engine, the discipline. Yes. (laughs) And the ability to do the, to do the holding, uh, roll out of the three so it's going to fall his way if if they if this ends up being our first choice exactly Uh, i mean
1: i think the thing is we're not going to have i don't think we're going to have you know a a player who's going to do every little bit in the toolbox for attacking and i mean it's a shame that now here we are and we're pretty much good as imagined that kieran lee has left us Obviously. Yeah. Father time and age, Kieran Lee is no longer the player that he used to be. Um, I don't think that's too damning to say that. No. But it we how much we enjoyed and how much we loved a player of Kieran Lee's capability for his ability to be that kind of, you know, box to box in a more positive sense and someone who'd be able to kind of ghost into the box with the ball at his feet. You because know, yeah. he just had that exceptional radar and ability to yeah. do that. So it, it felt a little bit like, I mean, we missed that. Maybe we're trying to shoehorn home players into that role. But it felt like maybe Luongo had a bit of that going forward.
0: Yeah, and I think he will have his opportunities. He he had a couple of like half moments today, even. I think it can, it can still happen even in this position and shape. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he did a, he did a really good job for the team. Uh, I do sort of share your slight disappointment that it, we don't we don't get all of his facets in this position. I'm amazed that he was the only player that got a yellow card today, mm. particularly. I couldn't. I thought that that period around when we scored the second, it just felt like all they did was foul Jordan Rhodes. They did like four or five fouls in a row. Yeah, I thought you've got to book one of them, surely.
1: They said in the commentary that Bakuna was pretty close to, uh, mm. you know, having a chance of getting a booking as well. So
0: yeah, there was two, Morrison and Bakuna. Just it felt like they were just going through the back of everyone. <laughs> Anyway, um, so did we? What score did we end up with for Luanga? I'm giving a seven. Okay, cool. Um, let's go to Barry Bannon. Barry
1: Bannon, I'm going for a seven point five because I think he did some important work in the middle. You know, had a big hand in uh, in that second goal. Mm. Obviously, you know, I I think I've said this to you before. Like it's funny that just to kind of clarify, I quite like Bannon on free kicks. I don't yes. like Bannon on corners.
0: Yeah, I'm really not
1: sure what he kind of brings to the table.
0: Yeah, the uh, that was a funny thing. The the card the 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 commentary for me, the Cardiff-based commentary, they were marveling at the fact that every corner he took was different. But I don't know how much of that is on is important, you know, is is on purpose. And I don't know how much of it the other players are aware of ahead of time. Yeah. Um, it's not always a good thing. I think having a consistency to the deliveries is probably easier for us to attack. But uh, yeah, uh, but his, his free kicks much more much more like. A, a, a long pass that he gets the time to think about. Mm-hmm. Which suits him better. Uh, so what what score are you going to give Baz? 7.5. 7.5 for Captain Baz. Mm-hmm. Izzy Brown? Oh, uh, Yeah, let's go Izzy Brown. Cut finish off the middle.
1: Oh, Izzy Brown was fantastic. Izzy Brown was really, really good. Um, I think also 7.5 maybe as well, I think. I don't know if it was quite the dizzy heights of a nate. I think there's more to come from him. Yeah. I think it's impressive that he played as much as he did. Um, Maybe I think there's a bit more energy to come from him. But I think that's that's kind of. Uh... I think maybe I'm being slightly harsh with that. I mean, he was... What a brilliant I thought assist he was, yeah, was for the pretty. first goal. That was yeah. such brilliant, quick-witted thinking and creativity to just carve something, carve an opportunity out of an interception.
0: It's the, it's the reading... It's that... That is that classic... You've read the game. That the, the the fact that he saw Windass nearly catch him, so he steps up. That's... You've read a, a kind of... A movement deep in the water there. And then to have the foresight to not only nip in and get the ball, but pl- play that instantaneous ball forward. And then almost the telepathic reading that Windas is on his bike as well. Uh, it was just, that was a beautiful moment. And uh, the like of which we don't see that often, haven't seen for a long time. Uh, it, it was really a stunning thing to see, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah but I also like the fact he, fact he got back and put his foot in I didn't expect that from him I did, I sort of expected one of these kind of big time charlies a little bit in the best possible way I thought he was kind of a guy that would drift around the game and not get that involved but but have moments of flashes of brilliance but he looks a lot better than that a lot more rounded a lot a lot more well rounded than that I think so 7.5 for him uh, we'll finish off the midfield with Matt Penny. So
1: I feel like this is something I'm probably going to disagree with you on. I felt that Penny was one of our weakest players today.
0: Boo! Oh, everyone's booing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just I didn't feel like I saw a great deal from him. Um, it was disappointing following his man of the match performance from the bench last week. Not that I expect him to do the exact same thing every week, but it it just felt a little bit quiet, a little bit subdued. Um, I think he felt maybe a little bit up against it today.
0: I thought he, I mean he was that that was their strong suit. The first mm. the first until they started making their substitutions, their first port of call was playing down that right flank. They had two new players there, and they were clearly trying to do as much as they could with uh those two lonies in Osai Tutu and uh, Odjo. um I, th- I thought he had a good I thought he had a good game I thought he was unlucky on a couple of breaks there was one like really good bit of defending that stopped him breaking forward and that would have been a, a nice move and he did he made the runs you know for when Windas shot you Windas doesn't get that shot away the, the shot that he took straight at the goalie Windows doesn't get that shot away probably without Penny's run mm-hmm. to, to, to take a man's attention. Um, so I think he did a lot of legwork um, and he coped really well with that, all that offense going down that right-hand side for them. Um, I think I'm, I mean I'm probably I mean it's nowhere near the performance of wow. Okay, positional report from Cardiff. Sorry, just to kind of prove that they were they were really one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is the shot direction, but the shot direction was 29% from right down that right-hand side, 71% from the middle, and nothing down the left-hand side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were more even in their um, in their sort of approach attacking wise, but I, I thought he did a good job coping with that. And, and interestingly, the the commentators on Cardiff TV uh, or Cardiff City TV were full of praise for him. Um, they they had him as potentially man of the match. They sort of said man, their man of the match they thought was Bannon or Penny. Wow. Uh, which is yeah which is interesting but i think that speaks to how much they had riding on that right hand side and the fact that they had to give up essentially and start lumping it forward is probably testament to how well penny and van Aken did on on mm. closing them down and, and stopping those spaces appearing interesting um okay so should we go forward to jordan rhodes sure uh what do you actually what do you we didn't
1: really give penny a mark oh did sorry we?
0: Uh, well, were you going to go for six point five? I was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, I mean, a... That's. I think he's probably worth a seven, but uh, mm. I, I don't mind a six point to keep him hungry. A six point five. <laughs> I think there's still plenty boots.
1: more to come from, Penny. Yeah, I remember, but I really hope he doesn't get put back in the cupboard like many oh. many a youngster at Sheffield Wednesday.
0: I know, I know. I don't want him to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's leave that at 6.5 and then move on to
1: Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes, Jordan Rhodes. Uh, I mean, here's the weird thing. I mean, he, I don't really recall a great deal from Rhodes. You know he chases a few things. He has a few touches.
0: It's that performance against that team that that he did before he got the three against. Who was it that we played? was it Brentford. The Rhodes fracking. The Rhodes fracking. It was that sort of thing again. Mm. Like he kept his discipline, and that let Windass take some of the op- openings. I mean, and it's not for nothing um, that Rhodes played that made a really good flick for for the for the Windass chance. Uh, where, where he sort of shot down Smithy's throat that was a good flick from Rhodes it was weird that he went with his head because he was almost like squatting but mm. um, it, it, I think I think in his own way he led the line fairly well it's just that his way is not challenging for headers and then falling over when he gets it to feet
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I I think you
1: can't give him anything less than a seven. I think a seven is fair. I mean, what we want and the juice that we're going to get from Jordan Rhodes this season is him doing this. It's him being in those positions to to get that goal and to to nab that goal in the six yard box. And, you know, definitely the extra yards in his head because that reaction from a flick on from Windass is really why you want him there in that position and up front.
0: Definitely. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, it was he, I suppose, like so many, a seven to me is probably defined by a person doing the job that they're there to do and, doing, mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. doing it pretty well. And as we all know with Jordan Rhodes, the job that he's there to do is score goals and not much else. And he scored a goal. So fair dues. Mm-hmm. Seven out of 10. What about Trumpy Bum? Farty Pants?
1: Trumpy Bum, I think I'm going to have to go with 7.5 for Windass. Just just overall play was really good, really productive. What a brilliant finish. And, you know, I mean, the, the chance was given to him. It was a great assist from Izzy Brown.
0: Yeah.
1: But he also did so much to make that happen oh, from yeah. there, to pick it up, to run with it, and to have that composure in that situation to make such a brilliant finish.
0: So assured. Yes. I don't, it's weird to, I didn't doubt that he was going to score. I can't have said that. I can't have felt that very often (laughs) with Wednesday players. But I just sort of thought he was, I felt like he was going to do it. You felt you
1: had that moment of knowing when you saw him pick up the ball and drive forward with it, that that's where it's going to do. It's going to nestle in the corner.
0: Yeah, it was nice, really nice to see. Do you, so I'm intrigued. If if Windass is getting 7.5, who's your man of the match that's I a really
1: interesting question
0: talk about well, yeah, I'm it's not, it, obviously it's not one of the subs um i'm intrigued that a goal and an assist doesn't get you an eight <laughs> that's true okay yes good
1: point he gets an eight he gets man of a match he's got a goal and an assist there we go that's an easy one isn't it
0: okay cool
1: is it late in the day are we tired
0: no no we're
1: not we're just being very bullish and very decisive about what we think about things
0: <laughs> is it worth whizzing through subs are we uh, I want to yeah
1: because I don't think uh, yeah. there's some focus I don't think I put enough on before uh, so
0: Adam Reach came
1: came on first for Jordan Rhodes interesting Reach what do I think about Reach today Reach wasn't bad you know
0: no I thought I thought it was uh, in this new era where he's met with Gary Monk and they've both decided he's a forward yes yes <laughs> <Okay>. yeah yeah <laughs> It was of the forward performances. They I don't it's annoying that Gary Monk didn't consult uh Different Gravy before reaching that conclusion. I think we should be in on some of these conversations really.
1: I, I also think maybe I don't think the door's fully closed on him and Wingback.
0: No. It I don't be.
1: think it shouldn't be. He's never fully hundred percent convinced me, but he still offers his Reach goodies and the more positives of what we have about Reach. Yeah. In a wide but, berth. I but think
0: let but currently right, we're in
1: the currently. and also the thing that kind of pissed me off as well we'll get into um, <laughs> Kachunga Kachunga <laughs>
0: even on the sunniest of days Lucas found the cloud <laughs> always always um, what,
1: was it,
0: what was it that really annoyed you today? I was disappointed so? Kachunga didn't come on first
1: it's like yeah. oh we're making a striker sub oh it's reach what the fuck I was wondering for a second whether Kachunga would never come on that's what I was wondering thinking how pissed off must you be <laughs> To have some ineffective, largely ineffective, you know...
0: <laughs> you were so angry on Kachunga's behalf.
1: I can't, I can't believe he is a, he's not a striker. Adam Reach <laughs> Coming on in front of you, right? I can't he was, I he can was believe so he's not a He's all right, because I think he still offers... I wonder if, like, I wonder if Monk kind of sees a little bit of... That's the thing that I'm kind of enjoying, I think, under Monk. And this kind of forward line is... That dynamic, the dynamicism, Mm -hmm. um, is looking, we're looking a lot more lively in this. And he wants players who are more industrious and who offer more than, which makes me also wonder for the future about whether maybe, you know, that's probably the reasons why I don't feel like maybe Rhodes has been so big in his conversation. Because you're playing a player, but all you're really expecting and hoping that he's going to do is basically just finish the ball.
0: Yeah, he is whatever the polar opposite of dynamic is, he is that. Linear. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe that's more of a insight
1: into new you kind of maybe being, yeah. it's interesting. I don't know. But anyway, uh, reach was, reach was fine. I'm going to go for a 6.5 for reach.
0: Good stuff. Okay. No, I, 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 could, I thought he had a few bright moments and there was sort of a cutback. that was a bit unlucky as well. So yeah, I, as I say, of this type of reach performance, it was one of it was it it was probably the best or one of the better ones of the reach Adam Reach forward collection. Uh, so next on was uh, was Kachunga. He came on in the seventieth minute, and I really like the look
1: of Kachunga in
0: mm-hmm. this
1: role and coming from the bench in this cameo. He looked lively. He could look like he could have gone and scored. I love some of the. Um, there was a brilliant kind of uh, through pass from Bannon which he got on the end of. Yes. Just a great bit of insight to attack that space and Bannon to pick him out. Really good header. You know, he did really well to get a header from that uh, Harris yes.
0: cross. Decent power, power to the header and just mm-hmm. went straight at the keeper. I think if it gone somewhere else, it might have been a bit more of a question. But yeah, I, just, I, I liked that. The one where he sort of muscled his way round Morrison and was sort of shaping up to either cut back or take a shot. Uh, and he got kind of pulled back. But that was a nice... Shades of Forestieri-esque sort of play in that moment, in 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 you know in in a good way, in the best possible way. Mm. That kind of I don't know, kind of um, sticking at it, you know, basically making himself a bit of a nuisance. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was yeah, it's nice to see a, a really promising cameo from from Kachunga. Um, did you give him a score yet? Sorry, I'm gonna give him a seven. Seven,
1: nice, definitely my favourite. The substitutes.
0: Mm. And then Liam Palmer came on at left left. left wing back adding another position to his long list yeah (laughs) and and Palmer
1: never looks particularly out of shape in many positions that we Mm -hmm. put him in you know we've never really put him in centre mid since you know he's been converted (laughs) yes Um, we won't put him in that and we won't put him up front but uh, everywhere else in the pitch, you know, he looks quite assured. Uh, I'm going to go for 6.5 just because of timing. Yeah, I just want to give a bit more focus on Kachunga for being the sharpest, I think, of the three. Uh, I'm really interested to see where where Liam comes back and where he comes into the team. Obviously, it's, it's off the week of him having a really brilliant assist, you know, in the Scottish yeah. national team. And you said he put in a great performance from what you saw from there.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, so it was a weird... Team that they were lined up against, but he he definitely shone. He stood out.
1: Yeah. Mm. So I'm curious where he's going to come back and what mentality he's going to come back into the team. I I liked him today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good old Liam. Um, mm. Just to kind of close the loop, uh, an antonym of dynamic could be stagnant, a dynamic, undynamic, backward, or moribund. Moribund, is and I word. think moribund is such a lovely description, Jordan.
1: That was season one of Different Gravy, wasn't it? Moribund.
0: <laughs> moribund. You know how they say, like, you know, um, mercurial striker or whatever. Mm. Jordan, moribund striker, Jordan Rose. a striker, Jordan Rhodes. <laughs> stagnant front man jordan Rhodes. ah oh, lovely um well there what a great start to the season uh, mm-hmm. more than we could have dreamed of as we as we tucked ourselves up in bed last night um <laughs> santa start of the season santa well and truly uh gave us a treat today and uh oh well, mouthwatering, more to come. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say cheerio Luke. I'm going to wish you uh, the best of, of weeks coming up and uh, same to the folks at home. And yeah, so, so bid you adieu.
1: I will bid you adieu and wish you a great week as well and to the listeners. Have a good one. Everyone. Cheerio.
0: Cheerio.